0: Hello, this is Steve Gittleman, co-owner of Rocky Mountain Mind and Body, Ketamine Infusion Clinic in Englewood, Colorado. Thanks for joining me for my first ever podcast. Today, I am going to discuss the basics of ketamine infusion therapy, what we do at our clinic, uh, what does it treat, who qualifies for treatment. Uh, What is a typical treatment plan? What does an infusion feel like, and how does it work? What's the mechanism of action? How long does uh, it last once you get an infusion? Uh, But first, a plug for my clinic, Uh, Rocky Mountain Mind & Body, 720-729-4357 is our phone number, you can text or call us. Again, our number is 720-SAY-HELP. Our web address is rockymountainmindandbody.com. Uh, today, I'm going to talk about the basics, pretty much everything perspective and new patients need to know about starting uh, ketamine infusion therapy. But first, a little bit about the history of ketamine. I promise it won't be too boring. The history of ketamine is quite interesting. It goes all the way back to the 1950s. Oh, wait a second. That music is way before the 1950s, I think. Uh, that's okay. So uh, researchers at Park Davis, they were working with a compound called Uh And it was um, a dissociative anesthetic, but it had some unwanted properties. So they continued work on it. And by the 1960s, they synthesized ketamine in the lab. And they found that to be much more suitable. And they used it for the first time on Uh, human subjects in the mid 1960s. Well, they were able to get it FDA approved in 1970 as a dissociative anesthetic. Uh, Dissociative meaning the brain would sort of disconnect from the body. So patients would appear to be awake. They would be breathing properly. Quite often the eyes would be open, but they wouldn't really respond to any external stimulus. So uh, it was used quite extensively during the Vietnam War, uh, especially in the pre-hospital area. And um, I'll jump ahead to 1989 when Prozac was FDA-approved, the first modern-day antidepressant. But by the mid-1990s, researchers and scientists knew they needed additional antidepressants to treat the mental health crisis. So researchers at Yale University in conjunction with the National Institute of Mental Health in 2006, they had been working on testing numerous drugs, especially drugs that work on the central nervous system and they stumbled upon ketamine. They couldn't believe how fast acting and effective it was. The research they conducted was six infusions over the course of two weeks. Why six infusions? Well, they uh, modeled it after electroconvulsive therapy, and that typically was six infusions over two weeks, so they had to start somewhere, and that's what they did. The dose they used was a half a milligram per kilogram of body weight, so generally, Uh, between 30 and 40 milligrams, um, depending. And uh, they had a 70 to 75% effective rate. Quite dramatic, really. Now, um, our uh, efficacy is higher than that uh, these days, and I will talk about that extensively later on in the podcast. So... It's important to understand that once a drug is FDA approved, virtually every drug is researched for other uses, so-called off labeled uses. So there's nothing unusual uh, about this. We use, for example, medications that have been approved to control blood pressure like propranolol that can be used for migraines or anxiety. So this is very common uh, practice. So that research in 2006 has been duplicated numerous times over the years, dozens and dozens of times. So there's a very robust body of scientific literature uh, to support uh, the use of it. There's nothing new or experimental about ketamine infusion therapy uh, at this point in history. What's new is in 2012, 2013, that's when local clinics started opening up in various cities around the country. And that's when patients uh, or healthcare providers could pick up the phone, get on a website, make contact with the clinic and get patients um, treated uh, with this uh, life-changing, life-altering, treatment. Our clinic, Rocky Mountain Mind and Body in Englewood, opened in January of 2018. Now, I have been administering ketamine for 38 years now for various purposes, but this clearly is the most exciting and the best use of it uh, in my entire career. What does ketamine treat? Is it right for you? Ketamine therapy is for treatment-resistant depression, anxiety, OCD, suicidal ideation, PTSD. Uh, Suicidal ideation is particularly responsive to ketamine. Not only do we see a minimization in suicidal thoughts... But typically, we see a total elimination of it. And it's usually uh, fairly uh, quick. Uh, PTSD, we see a disconnection from the trauma. Uh, quite often, patients will say that um, uh, they know the trauma is part of their life, but rather than feeling like they're still in the movie of the trauma, they're sitting in the last row of the theater and they can see the trauma. But don't really feel like they're part of it anymore. Depression and anxiety, very responsive, anxiety in particular. I ask you to not lose hope. Uh, Our slogan at our clinic is infuse your life with hope. Please do not lose hope. There's tremendous hope for all patients. Hopelessness is part of the illness. And then also who wouldn't feel hopeless after numerous treatments have failed over the years. So it's important to understand that ketamine is not a first line treatment. It's for treatment resistant mood disorders. So uh, by definition, that typically means two medications, usually of different classes. If a patient has not responded to that, they would qualify. Uh, for treatment so what is a typical treatment plan well six infusions over the course of three weeks now the original research was over two weeks but you know life gets in the way snowstorms that sort of thing Uh, we started uh, tracking the patients who uh, had their infusions over three weeks versus two weeks the three-weekers did just as well as the two weeks, and then sure enough, some research came out uh, recently which supported that. So typically, we try to get them done in three weeks. To, to try to get six infusions in two weeks is um, pretty intense. So um, three weeks is just plain easier and more doable, and quite often, that can be uh, two infusions a week, like a Tuesday, Friday, one week, wednesday saturday the next week we are uh, open one to two saturdays a month and that's a pretty convenient and busy day uh, for patients uh, what is our dosing like so this is critical the original research was a half a milligram per kilo of body weight i talked about that earlier but what have we learned in recent years we continued to collect data month by month year by year to try to make this treatment more effective what we've learned is the dose is more critical than just about anything so we start a patient at a half a milligram per kilo but we reevaluate and work very closely with the patient every time they come in to adjust the dose what we now know is the dosing is so important and so individualistic half a milligram per kilo does not work for everybody so what do you feel like during an infusion patients feel disconnected from reality you might feel like you're floating above your recliner a little bit you may even feel like you're uh, in outer space and off the planet for a little while you may have hallucinations see shapes and colors now this demonstrates how dramatically ketamine science has changed in just the last three or four years. So just a few years ago we considered all of those things I just mentioned adverse side effects of ketamine but now we have enough data to know that patients that experience those things do better and they have a better outcome. So we've gone from Trying to avoid those things a few years ago to now actually creating those experiences. So we work closely with the patient um, to adjust the dose. For example, if the first infusion, a patient just got a glimpse of a little bit of that dissociation and hallucination, we definitely would increase the dose on the second infusion to create more of that. What is the end result of this? Well, We keep very careful records in our clinic. We have an 82% success rate. So 82% of our patients go into a very significant remission of their symptoms. It is not a cure and that is important. This puts the illness into remission and we can keep it there with maintenance infusions. Our typical patient comes back every 2.4 months For a maintenance infusion. Now, we have some outliers, some who need to come more frequently, some who come less frequently. We even have some patients that come once every four to six months. They just had such a robust response from the treatment that uh, they just need to stop by two or three times a year uh, to remain in remission, which is great. It's impossible to predict uh, how often a patient's Um, going to need uh, an infusion, but we work very closely with you and we have several means of doing so uh, to make sure that we give the infusions at an appropriate time. I don't put patients on uh, set treatment plans. I don't want to over infuse patients and that's important. You can become resistant to this medication, so I never want to give an unnecessary infusion. Uh, But again, we work very closely to determine when the next infusion is, and it's very variable. So um, that's uh, a major factor in the success of our treatment. So the infusions are 40 minutes in duration. They potentially can go a little bit longer to 45 or 50 minutes as we go up on doses. It takes patients about a half an hour uh, to recover, to feel like they're ready to leave the clinic. Somebody's got to drive you home. There's no driving for the rest of the day. Now, um, in terms of responding, I would caution you about one thing. Uh, I've seen on the internet and YouTube videos where some patients claim that they have one infusion. Four hours later, their life was perfect and they were 10,000% better. Uh, yes, that does happen on occasion, but I caution new patients. Um, that's a pretty high bar to set, and I encourage you not to think about that. Um, we have early responders, I like to call them early responders, patients that go into remission after their first or second patient, uh, first or second infusion, rather. Now everybody wants to be that patient. Again, there's no way to predict if somebody is going to uh, be an early responder. Uh, The other half of our patients respond um, a little bit later, third, fourth, or fifth infusion. It's a process, and um, we have to allow time for the medication to work. It's hard to explain scientifically why some people respond quick and others respond a little bit later. We've even had a couple of patients that went through the entire series of six infusions the response um i won't say it was a failed tri- treatment but the response was minimal and over the course of the next two weeks the these two patients went into total remission of their symptoms goes to show we don't know everything about ketamine just yet researchers don't fully understand how it works now We do know a lot about it, which I'll discuss later in the podcast, and we know it's safe and we know it's effective and that's important. The other thing, the other reason why we're more effective, why it's more efficacious now and we're at 82% is because as we collect data, we know what interferes with the success of the treatment. And you know, if I could describe my job briefly, I would say it's to do my best to make sure the treatment is effective for each individual patient. So we have a short list of medications that potentially interfere with the treatment. We know things like alcohol, especially within 24 to 48 hours prior to a treatment. We know that decreases the success. So as we identify these things and we can manage them, we can make the treatment more and more effective as time goes by. So how does ketamine work? Well, in the next segment, I'll talk about the mechanism of action. What is the mechanism of action of ketamine? Uh, How does it work when everything else has failed to produce results so far? This is an important topic. Before I dive into that, first, a word from our sponsor. I'm kidding. I don't have any sponsors. This is my first podcast. All right. If you're interested in uh, sponsoring my podcast, uh, give me an email. Steve at RockyMountainMindAndBody.com. All right. I don't know what we'd talk about, but we'd figure something out. All right, so how is it possible that ketamine works when SSRIs, SNRIs, and others have failed? Some of our patients have taken dozens of medications uh, and other therapies that have failed to work. Well, uh, ketamine is an NMDA receptor antagonist. It works on the glutamate system in the brain. The glutamate neurotransmitter is 80 to 85% of the brain's chemicals. It's the feel-good neurotransmitter. We now know that is probably more important than any of the others that you've heard of, uh, such as dopamine, serotonin, and norepinephrine. So ketamine is glutamatergic. That means it uh, liberates uh, glutamate Um, and, uh, that's why it works. It's a totally different mechanism than any of the other medications. So, um, how long does it last? Well, um, there's two different answers to that, but first let me tell you the biggest surprise researchers found when studying ketamine. Ketamine is psychoneuroplastic. What is that? Well, It grows new neurons, new brain cells that have been damaged by years or decades of depression, anxiety, PTSD, Uh, new synapses or new connections between brain cells. And potentially, these are permanent changes to the brain's structure. So how long does an infusion last? How long does this treatment last? There's two answers to it. First... The medication has a short half-life, 10 or 15 minutes, but we know the effects can last for days, weeks, months. So it seems to trigger a cascade of neurotransmitters that researchers don't completely understand just yet. The other answer is potentially things change on a very long-term basis or permanently because the organic structure of the brain Has changed. The experience itself can be life-changing. It's quite common for a patient to uh, experience a moment of clarity in their life, an epiphany, something like that, and that potentially lasts for months, years, and even a lifetime. It's quite common for us to hear that a patient will say they made a breakthrough They accessed memories or feelings that they have never uh, thought of before or haven't thought of since childhood. So um, there can be some very long-lasting effects from ketamine infusion therapy. In conclusion, my message to you today is please do not lose hope. Our slogan at Rocky Mountain Mind & Body is infuse your life with hope. You know, many of our patients have been symptomatic since their teen years or their 20s, uh, sometimes not diagnosed until 20s or 30s. By the time they make contact with us, they're in their 30s, 40s, 50s, even beyond. We have several patients in their 80s, goes to show it's never too late, work on mental health and almost everybody that contacts me thinks that uh, there's no chance and they're very skeptical they think that improvement is not possible but it is go ahead and look at our google reviews google us see what some of our patients have to say Um, see the results that they've gotten find out from patients what an infusion feels like speak with your psychiatrist your family Please contact us, give us a call, 720-729-4357. Call or text us, rockymountainmindandbody.com is our website. You can reach us through our website. Listen, our treatment is not 100%. Nothing in medicine is, and perhaps nothing in life is. But I can promise you this, we will work very closely with you as an individual to come up with a customized treatment plan for you. We don't do anything by recipe at our clinic. That's what we've learned. The treatment must be uh, uh, individualized for each patient. The dosing is so critically important. You know, sometimes we do the first three treatments pretty quickly in a week or less. And then sometimes we spread it out to get longer duration depending on the individual. We do all sorts of things uh, like that to tweak it, make it more effective and have more duration. That's what we want for you is is duration, long-term results, long-term mental health. There's no need to suffer anymore. Please contact us. The process moving forward is quite simple. Once you contact us, provide your name and email address. We can send you a link to our patient portal. The process is very uh, streamlined thereafter you can fill out the medical history online consent forms submit that there's no obligation at that point it goes uh, directly to me and i take a very good look at it i'm steve gittleman co-owner of rocky mountain mind and body i make sure there are no contraindications going forward i make sure we're doing the right thing for you i'll give you a call talk about our treatment plan we'll do everything we can to help you as an individual please do not lose hope all right that's about it uh, for today in upcoming episodes you'll hear from patients their experiences what life is like for them post ketamine Uh, you'll hear from others we'll have uh, an episode an episode on chronic pain Uh, Ketamine is a very effective treatment for chronic, neuropathic pain. There are some pain syndromes, like complex regional pain syndrome, that are extraordinarily responsive to ketamine. We'll talk about adjuncts, Uh, things like ketamine nasal spray, ketamine trochies or lozenges. We've prescribed that when that's indicated. We'll talk about a whole lot more. Thanks for listening to my very first ever podcast. Taking the time to do that. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon.